Hey, this is Diana, the Bard of Hudson. What the heck does that mean? A bard is just a storyteller. So here I am to share stories with you. What was it like growing up in the 60s and 70s? Did I really meet Bob Marley on an airplane? I hope you enjoy listening to my crazy life and that it inspires you to share your stories in some way. One great way to share your thoughts with me is through my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard. There you can see the photos and written materials that enrich my stories with visuals. Please check it out. And wherever you're listening, please rate and review and share the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. At the end of the day, human connection is all we have. Enjoy. Good morning. Since when I am recording this podcast, we are in spooky season. (laughs) I was thinking a lot about fear and what it is that keeps that in our heads all the time. There's always something to be afraid of. I don't know why that is. Is it our DNA? Is it our lizard brain that is programmed to always pop up with these scary ideas that keep us from moving forward sometimes? I mean, some of us delight in that thrill of terror, right? People I know who love, 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 love um, horror movies, right? Are they inured to it or do they just constantly love that new thrill of being absolutely horrified? Does it give them a an adrenaline rush, you know? Um, is it built into us from childhood? I know that when I was a kid, my nanny deliberately told me that there was a monster under my bed. I remember it very, very vividly. And I remember nights when the light had already gone out, you know, when it was lights out time and it was time to go to sleep. But I had forgotten, I guess, or or I had forgotten to go to the bathroom or I had drunk too much water and needed to go to the bathroom again. Or it was the fear that was making my bladder feel overactive. But I remember distinctly leaning over the side of my bed from a prone position, you know, lying on my on my belly and trying to see if I could see any horrible glowing eyes underneath my bed and summoning the courage to make a full bladder leap to the door of my bathroom and see if I could outrun the thing before it got me. Then, of course, there's the trouble of trying to get back to the bed in the darkness. I don't know if it was a struggle that I enjoyed. I don't think so. Why do we frighten kids as adults? Why do we do that to them? I know in this case, it was probably to keep me in bed. Was I a kid who got up all the time and wandered around? Did I have too many demands? At nighttime, I I don't know. That part I don't remember. I can't imagine that I did. I didn't want to be with this woman during the day, so why would I go and bother her at night? For goodness sake. But I know I did have nightmares. 
So maybe that was part of the problem. But I think telling a child that there's a monster under your bed is not going to make the nightmares go away, right? I had a certain period in my life where the nightmares were really intense. And this was around when I was six or so. Because my mom, in her infinite wisdom, well, it was probably in her great desire to see a movie when it first came out. My mom took me to see Barbarella when I was just six. Now, my mom is a huge Jane Fonda fan. She went to Vassar at the same time as Jane and got to meet her and befriend her. And actually, I was with my mom when many years later, she and Jane encountered each other once again. This was during the time that Jane was putting out her Jane Fonda workout. And it was a brand new thing. And now it's an an icon of, you know, exercise videos. But back then, it was brand new. And Jane was actually touring and doing workouts in different cities with groups of random regular people. And I happened to buy two tickets for um, one of these Jane Fonda workouts with Jane in person so that my mom and I could go because I knew that my mom was a huge fan. And so I got to be there when my mom walked up and she was like, Jane, do you remember me? And to have Jane Fonda go, Christina, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty cool and it was really fun. But back when I was six, my mom and Jane were not connected, but my mom had to see every single Jane Fonda movie, I guess, on the very day that it came out. And the day that Barbarella came out, my mom happened to have me in her charge, which oftentimes she didn't. But I was there at her apartment in New York City, and somebody must have been staying with my brother because he wasn't hauled to this nightmare of a movie. But she took me, and I was six. And I don't know if you have seen Barbarella. It is definitely not appropriate for six-year-olds. To skip to the end, the whole part where uh, Jane's character is trapped in the orgasmatron, which I only discovered that's what it was called later when I was an adult. But to my childish brain, she was being pressed to death behind a piano. And I didn't know why that would be. In short, my mom had to drag me out of the theater three times three separate times she she pulled me out because I was screaming and crying in the middle of this movie she took me out to the bathroom dried my tears washed my face told me it was going to be fine and then dragged me back in to the movie and the scene that stayed with me and haunted me for three months of nightmares was the scene with the dolls with the sharp pointy teeth this army of dolls that was coming after Jane and biting her and tearing her flesh. And my God, for a six-year-old girl who played with dolls, this was absolutely beyond terrifying. Absolutely horrible. 
And I had nightmares about those dolls for three solid months. I don't even know what it took to get me over them. I have no idea. But eventually those nightmares went away. But I was recently reminded about those nightmares when I was watching Squid Game the other night. And in the very first game of this Squid Game show, the players are subjected to a game of red light, green light with this giant doll that looks to be about three stories high with enormous eyeballs that swivel all around the room and catch whatever person is not still as a stone in the red light, green light game. And boy, oh boy, that doll brought back some really bad times. So if the episode wasn't terrifying and horrifying enough as it was, the layer of my own personal fear made it even more so, if that was even possible. So spooky season, Halloween season, I'm just curious, what is it that terrifies you and why? Is there a background story there? Hmm, something to consider. I wish you peaceful nights with no nightmares, but a wonderful, fun Halloween season. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Want to make some juicy passive income but don't know where to start? You need to check out Girls Trade too. Girls Trade 2 is an online community of women learning to trade in the stock market so they can boost their savings and get off that dang hamster wheel of work, work, work. So if you want some help figuring out the stock market, check out a free web class at girlstrade2.com. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Instagram at Diana the Bard or on Facebook at Diana Green. And check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard for photos and other fun additions. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you're listening. It makes a world of difference and helps others to find the show. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye.